the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From now on, I'm going to try and remember the number of the episode. It's easy when the last one was a round number. Three, zero. Therefore, if math is true and we believe in truth here, this is episode 31 of the battle for 1600. I could do ads from the 1980s. I could be the voice of God. For sure. What do you think? The guy who did all the trailers for the canon movies? I don't know if I'm supposed to say this publicly, but I did hear over the weekend that they do refer to you in certain places. As VOG. The voice. The of voice God. of God. And, and actually in church, which is, I don't know if that's blasphemous, but they like it when I come up to the podium, up to the ambo to read the reading. We'd have you in synagogue too. Come hey, on. Hey, I'm Boyka. available. The prices are negotiable. <laughs> I can come. Well, what, whoever need, if you need an Abrahamic voice from the wilderness, I am available. We're having far too much fun. But, but not as a moil, right? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Certain things. I'm not qualified. I'm just not qualified. You've to got do. the voice. I know it's shocking. And I as Shad always gives me the evil eye. If I don't do it, I must introduce who we are in case you can't identify the dulcet tones of the Baron and me, Sebastian Gorka. This is, of course, the Battle for 1600 with me, former strategist to the present, now member of his National Security Education Board, host of America First on the Salem Radio Network, and then he is strategic advisor. Nothing more need to be said. To the Trump 2020 campaign, former special assistant to the president, and of course, man about town. He is Boris Epstein. Follow man him. about town. Man Hello. about. You like that? Oh. I like that with your little pocket little square, pocket man, square. Man, man about town. The I, it's always it's perfect. It's purple with purple. The little White, White House cufflinks. It's just de rigueur, de rigueur. De rigueur. Uh, and we are having far too French much fun. A little, a little French, a we can do it in German, French, whatever you need. Russia. We could do it in Russian. Oh, Oh, the Democrats would love that. They would. They? They uh, subpoenaed! Sh- shift subpoenaed! Shift to shift! Oh my God! They spoke he said Russian. He Yeah. Crazy people. Let's continue with the topic of the show, which is the big picture in the race. Right now, as we record this, we are just over 60 days to the election. Very interesting things occurring in the week after the Democrat and the Republican convention. Let's be deadly honest here. I have a show with millions of listeners. We've broken 13 million views on YouTube because we, we broadcast it, we live stream it. Three weeks ago, I was getting calls, Boris. You were getting calls? People weren't, people weren't feeling good. Right. 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 And now... In just a couple of days, especially after the convention I have in front of me, just handed to me by my team, Emerson College uh, poll, where the president has tightened the margin. 
right. between himself and sleepy, creepy Beijing Biden to two points. Biden at 49, the president 47. And, of course, you've got to add in what? What's, what, what is your gut sense that, that those who know for good reason because of cancel culture, they can't admit to being a supporter of the president? That's got to be between, what, five and ten points, well, depending? Absolutely. They say – I think there was a poll done, a study done, that 60 percent of Americans are untruthful yes. uh, when polled. First because they're all, worried. For exactly. First of all, have you ever gotten a presidential <laughs> I, poll I, call? I, I think in eleven years we have lived in America, maybe twice. Right. Maybe twice in right. eleven years. El- eleven years. So, what does that tell you? I'm looking something up. That I'm going to share. And, 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 I, and I live in the swamp where you'd think right. there would be at least an oversampling of voters. Right. He, the issue with polling in, in this day and age, with a public polling, <laughs> right. polling that's paid pay by CBS. Or CNN, it's or NBC. It's interesting. There's always there's so many Emerson's not one of them, but there's LA Times. There's a liberal outlet, a liberal media outlet <laughs> attached that's, to a, it. that's attached to the poll. Oh yeah, sure. Well, if it's a CNN poll, they must be right because they love the president so much. They're so impartial, you know. That's like the press secretary for Kamala Harris running Twitter's decision on whether whether to censor the president's tweets. By the way, I don't know if they did, but as of this morning, Twitter did not censor Ayatollah Khomeini's tweet. Oh, come on. Hang on. Hang on. You you sent this to me this morning. Can we just do a sidebar? We're allowed to because this is a Wait, po- do we have Wait. Do we have to have anyone's permission? Chad. No. Nah. Do we have permission? Chad, our do boss? Do we have permission? Chad's the boss. Let me check with the higher-ups. Okay. Say yes. Thank okay. you. The higher-ups say I yes. Think, I think you and I are the higher-ups. <laughs> All right. So you sent me this tweet. Still so there. This, this is stunning. Still so there. this is uh, the official account of the bloodthirsty uh, ruler, the supreme leader of Iran, Khamenei. And I'm just – look, I'm just going to read the, the, the tweet and then your comment. And you can read the comment. So here's, here's the original tweet. Under the photograph of Khamenei. Khamenei. The nation, like Rashida Tlaib. Rashida Tlaib. the nation of Palestine is under various severe pressures. Then the UAE acts in agreement with the Israelis and filthy Zionist agents of the U.S., such as the Jewish member of Trump's family, with utmost cruelty against the interests of the world of Islam. And then your response, Boris? Well, my response was, hey, at Jack at Twitter, because Jack, you know, Jack Dorsey, Jack Dorsey Jack, owns, and owns Twitter. Hey, at Jack at Twitter, can you take a break from censoring President Trump for political reasons and take a look at this disgusting, hateful, and by the way, false tweet, because there is no nation of Palestine. <laughs> Can we just get accurate? There is okay. no such nation of Palestine. And that and tweet is still there. Filthy Zionist agents, Jewish member of Trump's family, talk about, talk about Jared Kushner. So the president can tweet something that's totally factually correct right. or tweet a video of his supporters supporting right. him. And Twitter will go berserk. Oh, I think that there's a little note there that was borrowed from something else. Or And they'll and put a thing on it. Misleading, misleading manipulated political. But... A terrorist state, a terrorist state, a terrorist leader of a terrorist state could tweet disgusting anti-Semitic propaganda. Hey, nothing to see here. Free speech. Free speech. So let's just be honest. Twitter's Twitter's pro-Iran and against the president. Twitter is political. Period. Right? Period. They don't censor the Chinese when the Chinese spread, spread their coronavirus propaganda. But... 
when Don Jr. says, hey, hydroxychloroquine, you know, or someone or someone on our side says hydroxychloroquine works, or when Don Jr. talks about Well, those closings. doctors have that, that, that right. event no. on Supreme Twitter, Court. Twitter says, nah That's the world we live in. So These we got companies. into this on right. polling. We started talking about polling, CNN. They're, they're, all, they're all in the same. So you said, you said the whole thing about, you started talking about the whole right. quote-unquote science of polling. It's crooked, and it's crooked and corrupt companies that are running so much of this country, right? And on polling, it's the same thing. You know, when you're in, uh, and I think we've talked about this. When I was in college, my freshman year, I believe, uh, I took a statistics class. And there was oh, a, I had to do that too. Yeah. And I it was generally it. kind of boring, right? But there SPSS, was, but, stat system. But there's one interesting example that I really found riveting because it had to do with politics. Mm-hmm. And they took an example of polling from 1936, the 1936 election. It was FDR versus Alf Landon. Okay? And there was polling done. And the polling said that Alf Landon was going to destroy really? FDR. Really? Blow him out of the water, they said. He was going to absolutely destroy him, and it would not be close. In the end, FDR, I have it right here, beat Alf Landon by a margin of 60% to 36.5%, and Alf Landon only carried two out of that time, 48 states. So fake news has been around for a long time, Boris. What is the statistics <laughs> problem? How do you think they did polling back then? Uh, not by calling people. Yes, by calling people. By calling people? They- oh, rich people have phones. So it's the people who... So Alf Landon was the rich Republican at the time, and they used phones. They called people. People picked up. I love... How, how dumb is that? 1936, and they used phones? They used phones. But here's the problem. They're still using phones, and yeah. now nobody has house phones. Right. Okay? Right. And so if you tell me that a poll of 2,000, not likely, registered voters done on house phones, yeah. I don't know. What was the... I mean, maybe... Do you use your house phone a lot? Well, I only have one because I do radio calls. That's right. it. Right. But, but I, you, never, I never talk on it. If it rings, you assume no, it's a I never, I never pick it up. Right. Never same here. Never pick it up. My Same thing. My parents are the same way. Right? So the, the science of polling is so inexact. It's so outdated. It is outdated today as it was in 1936 just for a different reason. In 36, phones were just coming in. Only right. the rich people had them. And now barely anybody has them. How about this? I didn't come up with, but I love this phrase I heard a week ago. Suppression polls. Oh, yeah. So what is the – how much credence do you give to the concept? And and I think, you know, it's fascinating that you have um, Fredo Cuomo and, and Don Lemon talking to each other about, oh, no, the polls say the violence is bad for us politically. Uh-oh. Which, which poll? So clearly there's internal polls that – may have a certain veracity level that the external public ones don't, which could deliberately be couched, could use questions that are meant to suppress a certain side. Because, hey, if you say, oh, Biden's got a 70% blah, 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 whatever, certain Trump supporters may be what? Unmobilized. Well, that's the point. The point of suppression polls by the left is to do a poll that's, you know, D plus 15, okay? Right. Which means that they think that 15% more Democrats are going to turn out than Republicans. That is absolutely unrelated to the truth or to reality. But let's do a poll. D plus 15, you know, Biden is up by 15 points then. Which tells you if it was even, it'd be even, which is what this race is today. It's a tie race. That's what it is. Which, by the way, if you think about that, 
after the last four years? After the country that's been through a plague and the Democrats that have been just absolutely brutal and obstructionist, for a race to be tied in polling is amazing. Because if it's tied in polling, it really means the president's up by five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because of what we talked about earlier, people, A, who knows who's using their house phones. And if they are using their house phones, they're probably not announcing. Sixty percent have said that they're not being truthful about their political uh, political position. Yeah, that's, so, that's the Cato poll that said they're afraid. Correct. So suppression polling, yeah, it comes up Biden plus 15. And then, just like everything here, right, It's in this country, it's circular, right? So... Some liberal organization pays, or media organization pays for the poll, at T plus 15, and then they take that poll, and they blow it out all over the news, and it binds up by 15, it despirits, they're hoping that it despirits Republican backers and backers of the president, and they think they won't go vote. Here's the problem with that idea, though, here's the problem with that strategy, the support of the president and the MAGA crowd aren't dumb, (laughs) okay? They know... That a poll that has a CNN on it, an ABC on it, a CBS on there's it. No credence, there's no credence. There's no credence to it. Right. And, and they're more energized. Our people are more energized by it. And the enthusiasm is so high for us. Okay? The enthusiasm, our enthusiasm is killing Joe Biden's enthusiasm. Almost double. Right? I mean, you look today, best manufacturing numbers in 19 months. You're going to have a jobs number. You, you'll have payroll numbers come out Thursday. You have the, the August jobs number comes out on Friday. They're going to be robust. Right. We're going to do well, okay? Nine million jobs created in the last three months, historic amount, stock market, and on and on and on and on. The stock market has erased all of its losses from 2020. So just think about that. And there's a bullish perspective because the stock market, as we've talked about, is forward-looking. Right. We had a discussion at the weekend. So this is very interesting. Explain, because somebody asked you at this event we were at, why is the stock market so positive? And it's a good question. And what was your response? Because you're, you're, you, you've worked Wall Street. You understand this right. stuff. So th- this is not stock advice. <laughs> you're right. The Baron is not providing stock advice. Yeah. We could do that quick, you know, the, the, the quick um, disclaimer. This is not stock advice. Do not buy stock, do not buy stock based on these perspectives. These are just opinions of those given. <laughs> <laughs> and stocks can go up, down, as well as up. Yep. Stock up, down, up, down. Here's my perspective. My perspective is that stock market in general, especially the S&P 500, because the 500 means it's 500 companies that are right. included in it, right? So it's diverse. The Dow Jones Industrial, I believe, is about 30 stocks. 30 is very concentrated, small, right? So small. it go up or down. Apple goes up. It's A lot of it is the fangs now, the Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Fangs? So the fangs. I haven't heard that before, yeah. the fangs. So they go up and down, and, and they control so much of the Dow Jones. The S&P 500 is much more diverse, so it's, it, so it, it's steadier in a way, and I think a, a clearer representation yes. of where the stock market of the country is. NASDAQ is all tech. So if you look at where the S&P is, it's a record highs, 52-week highs, record highs, highest ever. Why? In my understanding, the reason it's high is because it's forward-looking. The stock market is always looking to the future. It's, not so it's based on expectation. Right. It's not representing the past, right? Right. You own what is a what is a stock market, right? So this is just becoming like sort of a CNBC podcast, here, right? Fox <laughs> Business. What is a stock market? A stock market. If you could buy now a an called an ETF, an exchange traded fund that represents the stock market, and it means that you own a little bit of every of, of stock in every That's company traded. in S and P five hundred, which means you own a piece of every company, right? So if the if, if but go even more base, if you own one one share. In one company that's traded on the S&P 500, if you buy that share, you buy it at a dollar, 
You only go to buy it at a dollar if you hope that it goes to two dollars, three dollars, and on. Right? It's a hopeful expectation of it's the an future. Investment, correct? Hoping that there will be return in the future. It does not represent the past. Right. It does not represent the current necessary. Right. It represents the future. And when the stock market goes down, that is a selling, which means they expect the stocks to go down. And there's also more complicated, there's short selling, which is betting on it to go down, which presses it to go down further, and on and on and on. The point is this. The stock market is going up because people who are able to buy stocks, which is a huge swath of the population, people who have 401ks, even if you're in the middle class, you know, lower, sometimes people who are making lower salaries, you have some amount saved up, Right. There's an expectation that the American economy is getting stronger, and that's why the stock market is going higher and higher and higher. And if you look at the manufacturing numbers, if you look at the housing start numbers, if you look at the real estate sales, if you look at the jobs numbers, all that is pointing to to an economy that went down very quickly and is now going up actually quicker. Right. So, Nine million jobs in three months. So that's why the, that's why in my understanding, and I don't have a crystal ball. If I did, I'd you know probably be on the beach somewhere. <laughs> but in my understanding, that is why the stock. And, and you know, full disclosure, I am you know I'm I'm I practice what I'm saying. I'm invested in the market. I my family is, and I I believe I believe in the American economy very strongly. I think that the the future is bright. The best is yet to come, as as Kimberly Gilfoyle, the president of Ivanka Trump, so aptly said last week. Uh, at the RNC, the American economy is only going to get stronger. If you look at the S&P 500, again, going back to the 1930s, it's gone one way. Right. If you draw a straight line, of course, it goes like this. And we had, you know, but over time. recessions and we had the Great Recession. And then, you know, but if you go like this and you draw a line since the S&P was, was, was first um, uh, founded, which I believe was in the 30s, it goes up over time because the American economy gets stronger. But if you look at how much it's gone up, since the president was elected, it is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The numbers, reflect, I believe, the Dow Jones is up 50%. Wow. Right about 50%. It was about 18,000 on election day. It's now about 27. And I think the S&P is right there. So that tells you something. It was up 26% just last year or something like yeah. that, the S&P. 20, yeah, so, 20 plus. And now it's up again for this year. It's about 4 or 5%. SMP. So all this is technical talk. We don't want to bore our listeners. Even though it's interesting about something something uh, different, the point is it's that about the future. It's about the future. Right. And this, the green you were seeing, and you know, some days it's red, other days. But overall, the the it was the best. This was the best August in the stock market since 1984. Wow. What that means is that the investors, which is a huge swath of domestic and foreign, mm-hmm. believe that the American economy is a great place to invest. That's a huge part of it. The other part is where else are you going to put your money? Right. There's the, there's the interest rates are zero. Correct. Right. So you can't put you can't it. Can't put cash in the bank. Can't put cash. You could just keep it there, but it's going not going to give you anything. Right. You're now going to put it in Germany. Right. The Germany <laughs> Germany was in a recession before the plague. Right. right? You're not going to put it. You're not going to put it in Asia. Mm-mm. It just the American economy is the safe, robust place under President Trump. Yes. Now let me tell you something. If sleepy. Joe, lifelong failure, forty-seven let's be, years. Let's be honest, lifelong idiot mm-hmm. wins the presidency. I'm. I, I would have have to heavily consider putting my money out of the stock market because I don't want to be. I don't want to be punished by with a four trillion dollar tax cut yeah. because that'll make the stock market go down. People people don't have money. Tax increase. 
Sorry, that's a tax increase. Yeah. $4 trillion tax increase, which will reverse the tax cut. I don't want to live through that. I don't want this, my, my investments to live through that. $4 trillion tax increase. Open borders. 11 million, undocumented, 11 million illegal immigrants. Promoting China. Promoting China. Come on, man. China's not an enemy. They're not competing with Come us. On, Come man. on, man. No, China. Yeah, I don't want the. I don't want my investments. And most people will feel that way. And if you poll, and this we can get into this. It's very interesting. There's a total disconnect between how Wall Street invests and then how people on Wall Street, you know, how the people on Wall Street back candidates. For some reason, maybe it's because their significant others are libs. I don't know. But a lot of these guys on Wall Street who are savages. I mean, these guys are ruthless. <laughs> But then they're giving to Democrat candidates who are telling them we're going to raise your taxes. Maybe you know why? Because probably they have tax tax havens, and they don't care. Well, also aren't they also hedging their bets when they give to both sides? Yes, but if you look at a Wall Street giving, for some reason they're giving an inordinate amount to the left, which to me makes no, no sense. sense. No sense. Zero. Because, as we said, four trillion dollar tax hike, open borders. China, back to terrible trade deals. Yep. This country under a President Biden will be a disaster. I can't, that, even that phrase, President Biden, gives me the heebie Me too. Disaster. And we haven't even gotten to talk about all the violence and, and well, the discord that, in the so country. Let, let's talk about that because yes. this is the freakiest thing in the last 24 to 48 hours what the Democrat messaging machine has has flipped the switch on. So so now, Boris, after 13 weeks of, of mayhem, more than 30 people killed, right. now we are told that it's Trump supporters that are doing the violence and that Biden is the person who can stop it if he's elected. It, it, it's bizarro. His vice presidential candidate, Kamala Harris, promoted a fund for money to bail out criminals. Right. But they're going to stop it? The Democrats have absolutely promoted this unrest, this discord. They are the ones that are, I mean, look at every mayor. Jacob Fry in Minneapolis. Right. The mayor of Portland, Jenny Durkin in Seattle. All these mayors... Bill, the idiot de Blasio, all of these mayors are Democrats. And they're getting no pushback from Joe Biden. First of all, Joe Biden doesn't even know what day's in. Right. Did you see that thing yesterday? What was that cage he was in? They put him in the cage? It, it was bizarre. Did you see the aer- aerial shot of the room? My goodness. With, you know, there were six people. And everyone had a giant circle around yeah, them. Yeah, why do they need the circle? They, don't, they, they, they can't work it out by They themselves. can't work it out. And by the way. They didn't even need the circle. They were still spaced out, like from here to Timbuktu. <laughs> right, they're like thirty feet apart. Yeah, thirty feet. I guess that's what it is. Sorry. And then why do you need the circle? Is this some sort of weird? Are the aliens? Is this some could be area? Is this Roswell? Li- lizard men? I don't know. Don't what, go there. What was that? <laughs> it, it was. It was. That, you know what that is? I'll tell you what that is, Baron. That's the vision of America. Right. If he wins, right? You remember what, what he said? Uh, I'll shut down the economy a second time. I'll make everybody, the cattle rancher out on the plains, wear a mask. Everybody will wear a mask. That is some real 1984. Totally. Brave new world. Yeah, Aldous Huxley. Dystopian 
scary narrative. And then he runs away with no questions. Oh, no questions for me. And then he was talking about, he literally was making no sense. The guy makes no sense. He just talks and he makes no sense. And then, and then he brought the pizza. He got- three, three pizzas. Because that's going to feed a lot of people. But not the cops. Only the firemen. Don't, no, we don't give pizza to the cops because we hate the cops. We hate the cops. And then the guy standing out of the window. Is that if, him? if it was Trump, he would have brought border steaks. <laughs> I mean, that was just. Biden is just Biden's a pathetic character. They, but they, hang on, he had and he had he had no gloves on. He's handling those well, he pizza boxes. I mean, COVID, come on, man! Come, come on, on, man! man. <laughs> also, so I just, I just see this tweet. There's one specific staffer on uh, the team Biden. His name is Andrew Bates. Mm-hmm. One of the worst, most inept staffers I have ever come across <laughs> in my life. I am convinced he's secretly a huge fan of the president working, working for us. He tweeted a video of Biden getting out of his huge SUV, by the way. Probably not Green New Deal compliance. I think it probably isn't running on a rubber band that's wound up. You think? I'm thinking. What about prob- cow farts? Is it using the cow Calf- farts? Could be. Could be. Cow could farts? be cow farts. And then he gets up 10 flights of stairs and the Andrew Bates tweets, my president showing so much vigor. Is this a tr- He must be working it, for you. For and you. I tweeted, Is he working for you? Maybe. Maybe I'm using my payroll. <laughs> Andrew, if you didn't get your check this week, okay? I'm he'll, just joking. He'll Venmo it, okay? He'll Venmo it. I'm just joking. This is just a joke. We're a podcast. No, I'm not paying anybody. But this guy, my, my, pre- pres- my president, showing vigor. I tweeted, in Biden world, going up 10 steps of stairs is vigor. Is vigor. <laughs> and then he, and then the Bates tried to tweet, tweet a video of the president when he was joking. The president was joking on the tarmac. Like, oh, I'm, oh, Yeah, that's somebody who could actually control their limbs. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's how and knows what day of the week it is. Right. Knows what day of the week. And I'm is. sorry. Works harder than practically anybody. I mean, I think it's Mike Lindell and Donald Trump in America. Works harder. You sleeps, can't keep up. Sleeps less. less. Nobody can keep up. That is what. We, I mean, these people are truly, truly, truly delusional. I mean, you know. I mean, think about this. How sad must it be? To work on the Biden presidential campaign. I mean, I bet they don't even tell their relatives. Or just worrying because you have no idea what it's he's like, going to babble next. Or is he going to soil himself? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is Hunter going to come out of nowhere? Is Does Hunter have yeah. another five kids coming? Right. More right? strippers, more coke. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, what's happening? Uh, you know, you must be just always worried, right? Is Hunter, you know, is, which, so, which one of his relatives is he going to sleep on, with next? On this. <laughs> Are we go- are we gonna get? <laughs> By the way, what? That is not an exaggeration. No, the guy slept with his sister in law. I know. After his brother died, died after his brother died, and they try to. And I mean, listen, the media is so corrupt it makes me want to break this table. Okay, <laughs> hey, this isn't CNN. It's nice. break that table. I'll go over there. They, don't, they can't. They won't have me. They're too scared. Won't book me. I would love to. Can't you go on like? CNN. I'd go anytime. This is are they afraid of you, a public announcement. I we should play it anywhere and everywhere. I am available anytime, <laughs> anywhere, any place. Cage match. Cage match. Don Lemon. Don and Lemon, the Baron. Fe- Fredo Cuomo. Anybody. Jake Tapper. Fredo's depressed. Did you hear? Oh, he's depressed. Is he sad? He's worried. COVID in the president got Fredo down. Is Stelty also sad? Stelty's always crying into. He said he cries into his duvet. Yeah, remember, just, just, he's, got, he's crying had, for the I, pre-COVID. I, I climbed it. <laughs> Stelty said he climbed into bed and cried. All right, buddy. Some things should be kept to yourself. Um, TMI.
So anytime, anywhere, and I'm, you know, I would go on and have a, and, and I'm, I'm available, but you know, they, they don't really, I don't think they're really looking for that. We had a lot of that in 2016. Me and, me and, uh, Cuomo actually had a couple of really, really gigantic battles. One of them, I remember it was the morning, we was doing the morning show before they gave him the primetime slot, which is not working out. So I was on and, and it was me, Paul Begala, who's like a Clinton Democrat. You know, he's not really like that far left. I was, but. It just gives you a perspective and gives the, the, the our, our viewers, listeners a perspective of, of what the media really is. It was me and Paul Begala. It was supposed to be me as a top surrogate for the president, or for then candidate Trump, and Paul Begala as a top top surrogate for Hillary Clinton. Known the Clintons a long time, but he's a big pause name. And and Fredo was supposed to be the moderator. You know, Chris Cuomo was supposed to be the moderator. So you'd think that Chris would ask the questions and they would let us go at each other. No, 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 no. <laughs> Me and him put on the gloves, and me and Cuomo were literally like a thriller in Manila, just punching at each other. And Begala is just watching. And Begala is just like, just just giggling in the corner, like he doesn't have to say anything. That is what the media is. There are no, there, there's a huge, huge, huge majority of Democrats. There's a tiny percentage of people who are independent. And then you've got people. Obviously, you've got you know, the Sean Hannitys. And but do look, I get to tell my story now about Fredo? What, yes, but one last thing. <laughs> if you look at people on opinion side for us, Sean has been a great supporter of the president and is very strong. But you look at Tucker, for example. Tucker is a great friend of mine, and I, I really, you know, I, I have an affinity for him. But Tucker's fair, and he hits us sometimes, oh, right? Yeah. And Tucker will say things that he doesn't like, and I think you, you know, there's he said things. He that, flames everyone. He Baronera. Right? right? That's Tucker Carlson. Who on the left? There is nobody. Oh, there is nobody. It is lockstep proper. It is you know, Goebbels ter- talking you points. You said it. Right? I mean, I'm trying to think. Oh, there's, there is, he's not mainstream. There's this, uh, it's a comedian. Um, what's his name? Daw, Jimmy Daw. And uh-huh. he just does YouTube stuff. But mainstream, I mean, because no, no, he no. will flame. Who is this, who is a, nobody? Who is nobody? On, who on CNN will go on and flame and criticize people on the left? Nobody. Nobody, nobody. on MSDNC. And that, that that is the metric, isn't it? Right. That, that tells you who they Tucker are. Tucker Carlson, right. Martha McCallum, right. Brad Bear, go right. down the Fox lineup. Right. Even Laura Ingram, they will they, they no, will but, take but serious either, shots. Mark Levin will do it, right? Absolutely. Who is intellectually honest on the left? Wow, that's a good. Nobody. Tell your story. No, my favorite Fredo moment was the, I think it was the... Oh, what do you want? You want to be on my show? <laughs> no, it was after the we dropped the um, the executive order on, on the travel moratorium. And they, they, they wheeled me out to, to explain it on places like CNN. And you know how they... They're, so, they're such scum. They, they pitch it as one thing. And once you're on camera and you can't change it, they, they turn it into something totally, else. Totally. So this will be a six-minute interview. They tell the book in the White House, and we're talking about the president's executive order. On... By the way, at the time, I was the head of book in the White right. House. So I wheeled you out. Right, 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 right. Get out. Right, get out there. And it was, it was the morning show when he was still on the morning show. And it's supposed to be a six, seven-minute hit explaining why we don't want people from countries that are full of terrorists to come here for the next few months. Not a hard thing to explain, really, and I was ready to do it. So what does he do? I go on his show from the North Lawn, and all he wants to talk about is a tweet the president sent out. And I thought, okay, I'm going to embarrass this guy because this is just absurd. This is live CNN. Right. 
And I, I, he started talking about Twitter. And I said, um, Chris, I'm here to talk about these nations, blah, 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 and why we did it and why this is important for national security. Why do you the want to talk? Mu- it was the Muslim ban that included Venezuela. <laughs> no, it was, it was, the, it was the, the Muslim ban that excluded the most popular Muslim country in the world, Indonesia, right. and the most populous Arab nation in the world, Egypt. And we had fun with that at his expense as well. But then I, I just stopped because he wouldn't stop. It ended up being a 20-minute interview, one segment. And every four minutes, I'd go on camera just to wind him up. I'd say, Chris, we have now been talking about the president's tweet for 15 minutes. And just and then, and then three minutes later, I'd do it again, 18 minutes. And it's like, it's not journalism, Boris. No, no, no. There's no journalism on the left. There's no honesty they're just but why does it never change why you know, does, why does you know, market I've, forces why don't market forces because, matter because they have 600,000 viewers which is nuts i mean we 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 have we have individual segments of this show right individual segments right. that have had 800,000 viewers sure <laughs> i'll tell you why because it doesn't take a lot of money to make some money on those networks so they get 600,000 maybe they'll get a million right when i did the late night show after the dnc of, uh, on on the trump from the social trump media channel campaign. from the campaign directly two and a half million viewers <laughs> that's amazing okay and that's just i think facebook if you add them all up together it's probably right. you know over Multiples. three right yeah. and the fox news picked it up and it was another couple of million right but cnn you know they'll get a million 600,000 get a million viewers they'll sell some ads they have a very distinct audience it's the same audience over and over again and they and, and they're playing to it and then, you know, they want, they, they want to say something that's crazy that gets people upset and then they hope that it goes viral and, you know, uh, oh, my God, you know, Fredo's a Twitter star. All right, man. All right, why don't you go assault another biker who's like 60 years old? Not a motorcycle biker, just a guy on a bicycle. bicycle. Like a guy on a bicycle. As his brother's walking around New York without a mask. Right. The whole thing. And I mean, those, and by the way, I will tell you that those people, those interviews between Chris and Andrew Cuomo were so embarrassing. I had people from CNN tell me Cringe. they were embarrassing. Cringe. Okay? Yes, I do talk to some people there. People be, who are not. Shh. But they, people behind the scenes. Yes, it was embarrassing. And it was, well, this is embarrassing. People are dying. Could you, hang, can, I, can I just say, imagine if somebody at Fox said, a host, I'm going to invite my brother on the show, and I need you to make me a giant Q-tip for the interview. Right. Sorry. Imagine if Don, call the funny farm. Right. Imagine if Don Jr. had a show on Fox. I was like, you know what? I'm now, when Don Jr. did an interview with his dad on Triggered, which is a Trump campaign program, right, 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 right. the media went, oh my goodness gracious. Oh, the heavens. Without Q-tips. How could they? This was a softball interview. You think, numbnuts? It's his dad. It's for the campaign. But when it's CNN and it's Chris Cuomo telling Andrew Cuomo how much he loves him and about the sauce they make, how much and who's the best brother? Who's the best brother? Which mom, who mom, loves, mom the loves the best? Oh, great! Oh, 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 oh that's wonderful. That was so journalism, wonderful. journalism, journalism. S- journalisming at its best. These are journalismists. <laughs> okay, it's just embarrassing. It's a joke, and so many Americans see it. That's why I think I'll tell you. I think in 10, 15, 20 years. This landscape will be very different. Oh, fast. You know, Five CNN's years. not going to exist. I, I at least hope CNN doesn't exist. I think MSNBC will go will largely go away after they lose now. They're just going to lose their minds, you know? Or they'll just rename it the Joy Reid Network. By the way, Joy, Joy Reid, we'll take by the way, because like, we had a lot of asides today. Joy Reid tweeted yesterday, I think that the government is trying not to find out if the president is a Russian agent. All right, Joy 
First of all, can we talk about the FBI investigation into your blog being hacked? Mid- oh, let's talk about her. You mean the homophobic blog that she yeah. wrote? And anti-Semitic? Yeah. Because she said the FBI. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 they're deployed. They were investigating her blog. She probably got that from Malcolm Nance. I just, <laughs> who's oh, a, did you have to ruin my day? Malcolm, I am Jack Ryan Nance. So, but I don't know how to hold a rifle in a photograph. Yeah, go ahead. I... Used to go on that show in 2016. With Nance? It was me. He's a loony. Joy Reid and Nance. And all they would talk about is some nonsense about some Russia collusion thing. Uh, even during during the election. And then Joy Reid, no shocker, lied and made things up about me. And made, gave, gave quotes to Politico saying I was that I was not nice in the green room or not nice to the makeup ladies. Literally, I was the only one who was nice. And they all said that to me. They said, if this is so deluded. Any, anybody this who is knows a lie. you would know that's a complete cross. Ask any of the people behind the stage, behind the scenes here Eric, Jeff, Shad, right. Leroy when he was here. I, and you do as well. I was, we, we, we learned early on you go out of your way to be nice to, to everybody because these are people who put in so much into our success. Love right? the makeup ladies. And it's just the makeup ladies. You got to be nice to them. Next thing you know, you got to, you know. You look <laughs> like a panda. Right. You don't want to, you don't want to stretch things on your face, you know. So, and she, and, and Joy Reid lied about me personally. And well, she it, lied about her blog, about got, her homophobia, her right. anti-Semitism. So this came, her lies about me were put into serious publications before, New York Times including, New York Times and Politico, before she was outed as a total liar, okay? And then they give her another show. But the, and they, and then, of course, MSNBC gives her a show because that's what they have to do, I guess. But the question is this, and I actually asked the reporters. Do they then go back, if they have a, a admitted, effectively, a known, proven liar who's quoted in a hit piece, do they go back and change the hit piece? Because that lives forever on the internet. Right. No, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. It's printed. It's My mom had to see it. You know what I mean? And that's fine. I've got thick skin. You've got thick skin. They've, they've been going after us for years. That's the, that's the you know, what we get. As you say, you know, if, if, when you're, you, know, you know when you're in the crosshairs and you know you're winning, right? right? But that's what we live with. These people who are high profile, they can lie and say whatever they want. But I do think that in five to ten years, the landscape will be very different. All right. Let's talk in, in the last few moments we have today. And if you're enjoying our banter... Then check out the podcast. If you haven't already, spread the word. It's the Battle for 1600 with me and Boris. If you like it, do a little review. Give us your rating and then follow Boris at Boris EP. Also his website, breakfastwithboris.com. And follow me at sebgorka.com uh, is the website. The Twitter is also sebgorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. So just this, uh, as, a, as an expert on strategic communications, Boris, yes. this shift in the last two days that we've seen that blaming Trump supporters for the violence we've seen across this country for 13 weeks and then saying that, Joe Biden is the man who can stop the violence. Your response. It's it's one of the most dishonest tactics it's ever. It's bizarre, isn't it? But it's not surprising from the Democrats. That's that's today's left. That's, that's the but, left. But does it have traction? Are there no, people who say no. Biden is the forthright law and order candidate? Nobody buys Biden as anything. Right. As, you know, Biden has been on every side of every issue for the last 47 years, been wrong on every foreign policy, national security issue, as Robert Gates said for the last... Democrat uh, yeah. cabinet member. Can we just be right. clear Cab- here? D- D- Secretary of Defense for, for Barack Obama. Obama. Joe Biden is not breaking through. That's why his enthusiasm is so low. 
So all the Democrats are hoping for is that our people stay home, but they're not going to stay home. Our people are riveted. By the way, text MAGA to 88022. Text MAGA to 88022. And that'll take you to register to vote, take you to supporting the president. Do anything and everything you can. Text 88022. Very important. So as we go into these next two months, now we're in a sprint, right? Yeah. What you have to look at is enthusiasm. What you have to look at is, is voter registration. You've got to look at the early voting. I am convinced that as Americans actually go to the polls, they will they will show a support for the president and a disdain of Biden that we haven't seen in the public polls. I, I have a theory. Tell me, uh, as an old campaign hand, multiple campaigns, if this holds any water. A lot of conservatives are worried about the early voting, uh, the absentee voting. The fact that the violence is is still going on right now, people are getting shot, and a lot of people are voting now in September, voting early. I think despite what we have been expecting, it could actually be beneficial to the president that they're voting in the midst of all this. What do you think? Well, I think... Democrat inability to control the violence and Democrat ability to fan the violence and promote the violence, promote bailing out of criminals who then go on and, and commit right. more crimes, as the case of, of the of the Minnesota fund that was championed by Kamala Harris, the vice, president, vice presidential candidate for Joe Biden. The, those actions and those failures and the results of those failures, which is fires a place like Kenosha, Wisconsin, which you would never expect, right? Yeah. Murders. Those actions speak directly to Americans. And Americans across the country, they don't want that. They don't want America to be like Ramallah, <laughs> right? We want America to be safe and secure and prosperous. And that's what this president stands, stands for. That's what he stood for. That's what he's working toward. I think we have the title for this segment as well as for the podcast Let's not turn America into the West Bank. He is strategic advisor of the Trump 2020 campaign. My co-host here on The Battle for 1600, Boris Epstein. I'm Sebastian Gorka, and this is America First as well. Thank you, my friends. Thank you.